in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, still America, and it's still okay. It certainly was very fashionable to question law enforcement for, well, for about seven or eight years. It was the thing to do, right? And, uh, George Floyd, way before George Floyd, uh, Eric Garner and uh, Ferguson, Missouri. It was the fashionable thing to do. Protest, hit the streets, Put a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker on, right? Talk about it. Especially young college women. Go out there, protest, then get some brunch. Yeah, cops, racist, systemically racist, a vestige of slavery, all that stuff. It was so fashionable. Amazon, amazon Amazon.com, put their label on it. and Let BLM put their label on Amazon. So did the NFL. Everybody was on board. Everybody, the entire culture... I mean, there were people like me and a few others saying, uh, hold on a second, this makes absolutely no sense. I mean, uh, are you sure about this? You sure you want to sign up with George Floyd? Did you take a real good look at the case? Do you know anything about it? No! It's too much fun and it's too easy and convenient to just join the mob. After all, if you don't join, maybe the mob will come after you. Yeah, that's how mobs work. And uh, there's another one forming up. We must defend the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I mean, does anybody really like the FBI? I mean, the name itself, it, it whatever happens, you got to change the name. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Nobody likes bureaus. Nobody likes bureaucrats, a bureau. Federal Bureau. Federal Bureau. Federal uh, we need a federal government, but is anybody too keen about the federal government? I don't know. you got to fix that. Um, the investigators for justice or something along those lines, just federal bureau. And you know what? When you're a, when you're a company, when you like, it's like Korean airlines. Uh, it used to be, I think Korean airlines now is Korean air. Nobody remembers this, but in 1983, they accidentally flew over Russia, a flight from JFK to Seoul, Korea, and something happened, and they flew just a few miles to the east of where they should have been, and they flew over a Russian island, and the Russians shot them down. Unbelievable. Everybody on board was lost, killed, and uh, it was too much for... And they, they determined that Korea, Korean airlines, they just made a mistake. Uh, the pilots made a mistake, and the plane was moved before takeoff in an uncustomary way and somehow the inertial navigation system was thrown off everybody on board was lost it was too much for the airline to come back from they changed their name from korean airlines to korean air not exactly a total revamping but uh they did it and i think the fbi they've just made way too many mistakes just way too many and committed way too many crimes yes they have now they've got they've got some insurance because they've got a jury pool in washington dc that will that will never hold him accountable, seems like. Michael Sussman, a lawyer who I believe lives in New York, goes to the FBI, lies to their face. Oh, the FBI probably knew they were being lied to. Yes, I've just been working in my basement. You know, I'm a hobbyist, and I did this strictly on my own. And I found all of this uh, evidence, a documentary. This is uh, possibly showing that Donald Trump is a spy. Now, none of it actually made sense. And the FBI had to have known that this guy was being paid by Hillary Clinton. Uh, But he said otherwise. And they went along with it. Well, that was a flat-out lie, all right? 
He was working for Hillary Clinton. He wasn't some hobbyist working in the basement. And the FBI lawyer who got that information knew what was going on. They all knew what was going on. It was a setup. It was a, a, It often operates with a wink and a nod in Washington, D.C. That's why I actually believe that Joe Biden was not told about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. He wasn't told. They didn't have to go and formally tell him. He, they knew. They knew that that's what he wanted. He signaled it months ago in the New York Times. He was frustrated with Merrick Garland because he's acting too much like a judge and not enough like a prosecutor. Got it. Those are my marching orders. I know what the boss wants. I don't have to go ask for permission. All right. So um, I think the FBI's got to change. And it's okay to criticize the FBI. Yes, it is. Again, it was okay to criticize the police, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> it was mandatory. So, yes, I'm going to criticize the FBI. Uh, the management, and you know what? Some of the rank and file don't seem to be up to snuff either. You can go through it, and I will show you tonight dozens and dozens and dozens of agents in a pretty small group who are in jail right now, federal jail. Some of them are convicted murderers. This stuff happened. Now, what happened in Cincinnati? Some maniac shows up with a nail gun. I don't know if he had a real gun or a nail gun, Here's the word, by the way. You know, he didn't actually, I guess he didn't shoot in the F, and that's good. This is a horrible thing, but we have a big country, 300 million people, and there are some nuts here. There are some maniacs who are going to hear the news, and if they don't hear the news, they'll hear something else. They'll react negatively. We can't control that, and we're not going to talk like babies so that the maniacs don't do something that they don't respond to. We can't. Get inside the head of a maniac, and we're not going to act like babies. We're adults, and if somebody goes to the Cincinnati office with a nail gun and it is later shot by police in a field, the only person who died that day was him. I don't know. We haven't seen all the circumstances, what led to his death. Um, I can't control that, all right? I can criticize, and I should criticize, and so should you, the FBI. They don't work for us. Well, they work for us. We don't work for them. That's how it works, okay? Public service. And the FBI, this is this has happened before. There have been maniacs who have targeted FBI agents before, and unfortunately, this will always happen. No matter who you are, no matter what you are, no matter what you do, there's somebody out there that does not like you or the institution where you work. It's just human nature, and we're going to see this from time to time. I We have laws to prevent it. We have law enforcement to help prevent it, but it's going to happen. It's happened to the FBI. Two agents were actually killed in an in a office in El Centro, California, back in 1979. Some maniac walked in. He was upset with the FBI, killed two people. Now, Donald Trump wasn't around back then, okay? 1994, two agents were killed at Washington, D.C. headquarters. Two agents. Some uh, person was very upset with the FBI and shot two great heroes. We don't want this to happen. I think the FBI had a big office at the Murrah building. You know, Timothy McVeigh, he hated all things about the federal government and uh, took the most horrendous action. And thank God that guy was put to death and we don't. But this has been around long before Donald Trump. All right. And it will be long after. Uh, but do not criticize me, us, others who are concerned about this stuff. We can be. We should be. We have to speak out. They're trying to silence us. They're trying to say, oh, no, 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 you can't go there. But you can listen to Adam Schiff, of course, right, who said that Donald Trump is everything from a um, 
uh, a sex predator to a Russian spy. And he's back at 21. Some of those documents were marked top secret, sensitive compartmented information. Uh, that is among the highest designation. In- That's it? That's it? All right. He talks for a lot longer than that, but whatever. Um, you get the point. Nobody wants to hear from Adam Schiff, okay? Nobody wants to sit around and listen to him, but he's back, and no one's calling him out for all of the horrible mistakes he made, the lies he's told. He's back where he wants to be on television, on television. Uh, here's somebody else who really needs some help. He may be the kind of guy who's, I don't know what's going to happen to him. His name is Judge Ludig. Who cares what Judge Ludig thinks? The January 6th committee, hey, wouldn't it be great if Liz Cheney loses tonight by like 50 points? I think she might. You know, a big personal grudge she has against Trump is that Trump called out the Cheneys and the Bushes on the Iraq war. You know, for a while there, it wasn't just Trump. I mean, Trump was unique among Republicans. But the entire country was furious with the Cheneys and the Bushes for what they did. When Bush left office in, when was that, 2009, January of 2009, he had nowhere to go other than Texas. There was like one small enclave that he could be he could be seen in. Everybody hated the guy. He left office with like, what, 24% approval rating. Um, one of the big reasons why we didn't like him anymore, he got us into the wrong war in the wrong country, okay? <laughs> Made a big mistake. Oops, no weapons of mass destruction here. What about over here? He actually joked about it. And who put him up to it, we believe? Dick Cheney. Another guy who was totally, totally wrong. How can they redeem themselves? There was only one path for a family like that, to get on the anti-Trump train, and then all is forgiven. Just a couple of years ago, they made a major motion picture about how corrupt, uh, venile the um, uh, the Cheneys were. It was called Vice, I believe, right? Vice, Christian Bale played... Uh, Dick Cheney, and did a very good job. Uh, So now she's, (laughs) it's amazing, the elites love her. They all love her. The New York Times loves her. Um, Now, they love her for for a season, because she is pro-life, and she is this, that, and the other thing, and they'll get back to abhorring her, or just forgetting about her, which is possibly even worse. But I think she'll be gone after tonight. She's going to lose to that Hageman woman, uh, pretty significantly. What else here? Um, yeah, they uh, they have something new. And I've heard this song before, haven't you? Doesn't this all sound familiar? Cut 23. The home of the 45th president of the United States has been raided by the FBI. We're continuing to track breaking news. A judge has unsealed the search warrant used to search Mar-a-Lago, showing the FBI took 11 sets of classified documents. Chilling breaking news about the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago. The Washington Post reporting agents were looking for nuclear documents. Tonight we start with that breaking news. Our nuclear. first look at the search warrant used to seize those highly classified documents. Oh my God. Nuclear. Now that's a big fat lie, by the way. Uh, they went down there. It's just they wanted to tarnish him. But isn't this all familiar? I mean... Haven't we heard that they can't shock us anymore with this stuff, with their swooshes and their gongs? Because we've heard it all before. Cut 24, please. 
Breaking news in the Russia investigation dominates the program tonight and reaches directly into the president's inner circle. It's 2017. We're breaking news that Bob Mueller, the special counsel investigating ties between Donald Trump's campaign and Russia. All right. It goes on and on and on and on and on like that. 2016, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That doesn't move us anymore. You have revealed yourselves, okay? You keep doing that and nothing happens to Trump because he's innocent. And you know, it looks like Weisselberg, the accountant, is going to plead guilty today, according to reports. Uh, He will be, I think, the seventh or eighth guy to plead guilty to federal charges since Donald Trump entered public life as a politician associated with Trump. And the fake news will point this out. They'll put a big chart up in all these faces and look at all the Trump associates who have pleaded guilty. But they'll never tell you that it has nothing to do with Trump. These, this is harassment. The bigger that list gets, it doesn't implicate Trump. It implicates themselves, the Justice Department, rogue prosecutors, totally outside the law, going crazy. This, Weisselberg is a hero, actually. And so is especially Rudy Giuliani. Rudy. So a year and a half later, uh, those good old boys in Georgia are coming for Rudy. They're messing with the wrong guy. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, hey, Joe Biden is done with his vacation. He'll be leaving South Carolina. We'll go to Washington, D.C., sign some paperwork. And then part two of his vacation, he flies right out to Delaware where he has a beach house and he has a bike and he has a... uh, a mansion, actually, and uh, just it continues the the, the leisure. The, uh, God, the pace of the, this is crazy. I, I resent it. I think I said yesterday I resent it. We're here in the city working hard. I mean, I'm juggling a lot of different things. This guy's back on vacation. Now, it looks like Jill has COVID. Uh, I don't think so, actually. It looks to me like this is an excuse for her to stay in South Carolina. Isn't she staying in South Carolina? She didn't want to go back to Delaware. She wants a vacation. They go to Delaware all the time. I think, I don't believe them. And why should we? Again, these people are addicted to lying, and they think very little of us. We're just a couple of schnooks, right? People who actually work and show up. And yeah, no, we are um, we are schmucks in their, in their book, I do believe. Uh, oh, so something else about all of this. Um, I already played that. Hey, you watching my Newsmax show? People are talking about it. 10 p.m. every night. And tonight, Cash Patel will be with us. Cash Patel, former chief of staff to the Secretary of Defense. He's also a former federal prosecutor. He worked uh, for um, Devin Nunes. It's amazing. And I asked him this. You know, he's had all the key jobs in the swamp, but he's he did not become corrupted by the swamp. Very interesting guy. Lawyer mentioned the prosecutor and a patriot. He's actually from my hometown. He grew up in Garden City. And uh, I think I'm about 10 years older than he is. So we never cross paths. But uh, Cash Patel will be on tonight and he can set everybody. He's really, really good on this stuff. And he pointed out Actually, I think it might have been on the Mark Levin show about how all of this gear, all of these papers were actually packed by the General Services Administration. Trump did not do it personally. And you know what? People are saying that that's simplistic on my part to show Donald Trump getting off, uh, getting onto Marine One without any paperwork. 
And to me, this is smoking gun proof that he cannot be accused of taking anything that he shouldn't have had. But I think what Cash is going to say, he could have taken anything. He could have walked out with the boxes himself and it would not have been illegal. The president of the United States, is it what, Article 2, I believe? He himself, he's a branch of government. Levin was making this point. Donald Trump, that that person, whoever is elected president, is the executive branch. And they can operate, they have extreme latitude. They have to abide by the Constitution. But there are actually many laws that they're not subject to. All right. Congress cannot pass law. Like it would be like, okay, if we get Trump for speeding, we're going to make the penalty for that. You can't hold federal office. Aha. We have just found a way to keep Trump out of uh, the White House. No, it does not work that way because your silly little law that you passed about speeding and that ridiculous penalty uh, is not in the Constitution. And you have to amend the Constitution to do something to the president. And that's kind of what it's like with this Espionage Act, okay? And it sounds very serious. Nobody likes espionage, right? Um, Very serious sounding, but it's a joke. It is a joke. This is a setup. This is overzealous prosecutors being given marching orders by their political superiors, and they're going for it. And I do believe this is going to blow up in their faces. If it hasn't already, it seems to be happening, although... Maybe they're pretty confident because they don't have anybody to really be afraid of. I mean, who can they be afraid of? They can be, um, let's see, the media? No, they're not afraid of the media. Are they afraid of Republicans? No, they're definitely in the minority. And who knows? They may stay that way. So I don't think they're they're afraid of anybody. They got power, and they're going to use it, and they're going to use it corruptly. And Joe Biden, this is how he grew up. Remember, he becomes a big shot in 1972. J. Edgar Hoover was still the director of the FBI in 1972. This is how they rolled. All right. It was an arm, a political arm of the executive branch, and they could do whatever the hell they want with it. Right. They bug people. They bug their political enemies. And Nixon was doing stuff. You know, uh, Johnson was using the FBI. That's why J. Edgar Hoover was able to stay on as long as he did. He had dirt on everybody. And, uh, Hmm, bad news, bad, bad news. Let's just see if there's anything else. Republican officials seem not to have... Oh, yeah, this is a quick summary on how bad the FBI is, just in terms of what they do day in and day out. So the guy who showed up at the Cincinnati field office, the FBI had already been talking to him for a while. Cut 25 from the George Stephanopoulos show. And the FBI was interested in him. They had done several several inquiries into uh, into him, no specific credible threat, but they attempted to talk to him multiple times and were not able to. Uh, Why isn't the FBI wasn't able to do that? All right. This is the guy who showed up. I guess he was posting online nasty things about the FBI. Then he shows up with a nail gun. The FBI intended to talk to him, wanted to talk to him, but they never were able to talk to him. This happens throughout the FBI's history, most famously, although people have forgotten, JFK's assassination. There was a guy in Agent Hostie's book, Special Agent Hostie, H-O-S-T-Y. He worked at the Dallas field office, and you know what his assignment was? Lee Harvey Oswald. 
and he had an appointment to get together with him, but he just kept breaking the appointment. Once he broke it, then Lee Harvey Oswald broke it. Just never got around to catching up with Lee Harvey Oswald. Before the President of the United States drove by the window where Lee Harvey Oswald works, who, by the way, was known to the FBI as a crazy person who defected from the United States to become a Russian citizen, dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps, had a gun, uh, all kinds of radical writings, and they never got around to seeing him. But we must revere the FBI, and if you criticize them, oh boy. Cut 26. There is no doubt that what happened uh, at Mar-a-Lago this week, and really not the action itself of a search warrant being executed, but the way Trump framed it, the way Republican officials framed it, that was a trigger for him. How do you know? How does she know? This is a former Homeland Security official showing up on the fake news. She's just a face. You ever notice this? They just The only qualification to be on TV as an expert is to have a face, all right, and to be able to say something, anything. And they pass it off as the truth, but it's not. It's fake. It is fake news, all right? Anything, literally anything they're saying is wrong. Totally Anyway, it's very freeing once you understand that. Give me a moment. Your calls when I come back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Was last week the heat wave? Last week was that oppressive heat wave. It lasted for most of the summer, it seemed like. It's mostly because of that volcano. I guess it's settled down. It feels very pleasant outside right now. All right, Dorothy is in Queens. Yes. Hi, Greg. Um, I, you know, I listen to you guys probably every day. And what I find so unbelievably frustrating is I feel like we're preaching to the choir. We're, we're going over this and... And it just, we're not getting through. I know so many people who are subjected to what I would call not even fake news. I think fake, I think fake news has lost its meaning now. It's just, it doesn't even resonate. I think what happened to terms like censorship, propaganda, and censorship and propaganda and the effect, the dangerous effect on our national security. I mean, we're not talking about... You know, fake almost sounds like it's too it's too soft. It's uh, too benign. It sounds crazy. playful. Yeah, it's not even uh, exactly. it's more pernicious exactly. than that. Well, look, uh, back to the preaching to the choir part. Um, and I know what you mean. I've heard that before. However, exactly. you'd be surprised. You, well, you know, I'm maybe maybe I mean, maybe a little bit. It's OK. I mean, you'd be surprised. No, no, no. My point is we got to get it out there. But, yeah. All right. I'm doing I'm doing my best. I'm I'm on the radio and I got Twitter. I'm going I got a TV show. You'll be surprised, by the way. You'll be surprised how many independents actually listen. There are people out there uh, more than you might realize who are on the fence. The other thing I got to ask you, if you want to move the needle and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, you know, I mean, I'm actually thinking about starting a think tank. I might just start a think tank, um, you know, uh, addressing the issues that I'm passionate about. So. We can actually be out there moving the needle. But beyond that, uh, are you writing letters? Yes, I, I, I am. And I'm, I'm going to say that the thing that, that scares me, honestly, it, I, I, it really scares me when I turn on my computer and I go to Yahoo to you know, answer my email. 
and pops up, you know, conclusions, conclusions, not facts. I mean, I took a journalism course in, in college. Wait, what do you mean you pop called, up your email, you open your email, and it's got conclusions? What do you mean by that? It's got con- news. There's so-called news, propaganda. I wouldn't even call it news. It's propaganda. It's, it's there in your face. You didn't look. I'm just going to the Yahoo page to click on my email, and I see a big picture with a conclusion. Trump did this. Um, you know, this he wrongfully did this. Where, where are they? Hey, all right. Draw conclusions? Well, do me a favor. Uh, do, don't. The fake news is the fake news. And you know what? Maybe I rail about it too much because it is what it is and it's not changing anytime soon. I do think it's important to point out their uh, mistakes and their uh, their failings, which are many, constant. But remember what happened in 2016? I mean, they said <laughs> they said he was a rapist. They said he was a racist. They said all kinds of things about Donald Trump. And the people did not believe it. The people saw right through it. And we voted for him and he became president. They don't trust the people anymore. And they're trying to take the power away from us. And I think, quite frankly, they did that already in 2020 in big ways and in small ways. So uh, the fake news is the fake news. But people are people. People are smart. And some are swayed, but not everybody. I mean, not you. And they're they're putting it right in your face, right? But there are a lot of people, unfortunately. There are a lot of people, if you say the same thing over and over again, it can be a complete lie. They start to believe it. And that's where the propaganda comes into me. This is beyond fake news. This is, I I, I just, it's just shocking to me. Um, All right. Well, listen, I want to go back to the thing because you, you, you shut me up. Well, you didn't shut me up, but you are you writing letters? I want I mean, your name, your address, paper, ink, printed or handwritten to your elected leaders, to institutions, to the newspaper, because those things actually make a difference. Emails, tweets, they evaporate uh, as soon as you send them. It doesn't matter. I mean, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't move the needle. We're always moving on to the next thing. But if you send a letter to your congressperson, where do you live? Um, I live in Queens. Queens. Uh, hmm. Who is it? Who's your Who's your Who's your Who's your Grace Meng? I don't know who the hell's out there. Who's there? Who? who? We've got. We, we've all, wait, you, wait. So what happened? I'm sorry. Are you there? Hello. What happened? Are you there? Hello. Hello? What happened? What the hell happened? You want to just explain what happened to I didn't hit a button. Well, I don't know. Why are these? Okay. Uh, all right. Are you still there? She's gone. All right. Sorry about that. Um, did, did anybody find out who a member of Congress is? All right. Speedy, thank you. All right. Next one more. We got uh, Elaine and Wayne. Hi. I just want to mention that the FBI should be called the Federal Bureau of Corruption because that's what they are. The Federal Bureau of Corruption, don't you think so? Well, that would be the FBC. I like, we can call them the FBI, Federal Bureau of Incompetence. How do you like that? Or Famous But Incompetent, or Federal Bureaucrats Incorporated. Uh, we can go on and on like this. I mean, I, I, I think we should keep FBI so we don't have to change the abbreviation, the acronym, and uh, come up with our own words, though. I mean, it's uh, look, it's got to be rebranded. It's got to be... And how can they are always doing that thing? Oh, the men and women of the FBI. They hide behind the men and women of the FBI. How many FBI agents do you know, Elaine? Do you know any? Uh, 
No, I don't know any. Neither do I. Actually, I might know one. I don't know if he's still in the FBI. I haven't spoken to him in three years, but nobody knows. But we... There's more than more likelihood than not that we know at least one cop somewhere, you know. So uh, it's a bit of a mysterious organization. How they work, how they operate. And tonight, I'm going to show you just how many FBI agents are in jail right now for very, very serious crimes: murder for hire plots, murdering people, huge financial crimes. They're not special. They're just people. All right. And I don't care who you are, where you are, what you do. People are susceptible at times to corruption, acts of corruption. They are. Sometimes it happens gradually. Sometimes good people can fall. And I they keep holding out the FBI like they're holier than thou. They're not. Anyway, that's how I feel. Uh, I don't know if FBC is going to take off, though. He got $31 million from China. Did he pay taxes on that $31 million? I don't think so. Yeah, I know. He's so compromised. Hey, you he know what everybody's happened? Everybody's a crook like him, so he hires the IRS, all those agents. I'm telling we got to get rid of him. Well, How can we get rid of them if the FBI is covering up for him? They're all corrupt. Uh, all right. Hold on a second. Don't get too down, and also don't say anything dangerous. Here's what I think is going to happen. Uh Biden is going to have to resign sometime next year. They know they can't win with this guy. They, I think he's going to have to leave. Everybody sees what's happening. By the way, he's basically in seclusion right now. Basically in seclusion. You know, he had a decent week because he, was, uh, he had COVID. So they know they can't win with him. The inside word is he's going to have to resign. Now, that presents Kamala and they know Kamala can't win on her own, so they're grooming some other Democrat. I don't know who it is, but don't despair too much. All right, one more. Leslie in Forest Hills, hello. Hello there. I'm 80 years old. This is the second time that my walker was stolen from in front of my house. No one is patrolling here. This is the 112th precinct. You don't see a policeman. You don't see anyone. I'm a half a block away from a shopping center. There are no police around. In the old days, you used to be safe to walk. This was supposed to be a very, very good area. Yesterday at 3.30, I went out to see if I had any mail. I see my walker was thrown apart in my pathway. I took my cane. I went out, two canes. I tried to put it back together. I put it back under my bushes. And in this morning, I go out at 6 o'clock in the morning, and the walker has been stolen. This is the second time. Now, this used to be a good area. You used to be safe here. I spoke to my neighbor. They say they're afraid to go out of the house. I had called 311 this morning at about 7 o'clock in the morning. They said they referred it to 911 to the police. No one ever came here. No one ever. I don't blame them. There aren't enough police. The police are running out of here. I have a friend who went for two years to the police academy to be a policeman in New York City. He took every training, every kind of thing that he had to go through. He stayed there for two months, uh, two years, and he quit. And he went to Connecticut just to be out of New York City. Leslie. You're not safe. I know. You're not in the police. Biden and the mayor has money for everything, for every transient that comes around from from Texas and from Mexico. There's no money for more police around here. Twice my walker was stolen. Now I can't go out of the house. All right. If anybody has a walker for me, I live in Forest Hills. I would need a walker. I can't go out now. All right. Hold on. Leslie, Leslie, Leslie. 
Number one, I am so sorry this happened. I mean, my goodness gracious, who would steal a walker? But let's face it, things could be worse right now. All right? I mean, the walk you were you know, they stole a walker from your front lawn. And why by the way, why are you leaving the walker outside? A big heavy thing. It's four wheels and very heavy. I have four steps in front of my house. It's under my bushes. In order to come out of my house, I have to go down four heavy steps. There is no way in the world that I can carry that thing into the house. All right. How much do these walkers cost? $175. All right. We are getting you a walker, a new one. I am. And um, where do I get these things? Give me a heads up. I'll, I'll find one. But uh, do you know where do you get them? There's a medical supply store on Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. All right. Medical supply store. Um, all right, do me a favor. I need to put you on hold, give them all your information, and I am going to get one for you. You'll have one by this time tomorrow, if not earlier. Hell, you can get one from Amazon. I got to do better than that. I'm going to get you one uh, definitely less than 24 hours, all right? Don't buy one for yourself, okay? Okay. All right? God bless you. God bless no, it's you my so pleasure. It's my pleasure, and uh, I'm so sorry this happened. But listen, we got to figure out a way. Oh, I know what you need. You need a bike lock or something for the walker. That's what I, I got to get you to. I got to get you a bike lock for the walker. And you have a metal uh, thing on your stoop? I, I have a, a side fence, yeah, uh, like a railing on the side. Okay. What's your name again? Uh, Leslie? Leslie. Leslie Feldman. All right. All right. Stay, stay, stand by, okay? All the information. All right, Leslie. I'll talk to you soon. Thank hey, you. God bless you. You, you bet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, man, who could do that? A walker. Yikes, that's uh, that's bad news. But I am going to say again, and I already said it to her, it could have been worse, all right? I mean, I've had my, I had my bike stolen when I was 8 years old. I had it stolen again when I was 11 years old. Uh, they went right into the garage. But uh, I was not as reliant on my bike as uh, Leslie is on that walker. Who could do such a thing? Hey, by the way, um, there was a story about an MTA worker in the Bronx he was a cleaner. He is a cleaner. Really good guy, uh, like employee of the month type thing. And uh, he was cleaning the station a few days ago. And somebody ran in and said, hey, there's some guy, some maniac hassling women downstairs. Can you help? And he put down his equipment, ran downstairs. And as soon as he gets out there, he's attacked from behind. And some nut job beats him up real bad. Well, an arrest was made, and the uh, the alleged assaulter is a guy named Alexander Wright, and he's been arrested something like 40 times, and what else about this guy? Um, he's in his late 40s, Alexander Wright. Now, that name seemed familiar to me, and so did the M.O., so we looked it up, and yes, in May of 2021, this maniac hit a woman in the street, just walking down the street, punched her hard right in the face. It was an Asian woman, and they believed at the time it was a hate crime. Alexander Wright, 48 years old, uh, dozens of arrests. They took him into custody. They at least talked about charging him with a hate crime. And that was pretty much the end of the story. I kept looking and searching, no follow-up, nothing. He was arrested on June 2nd. They're thinking about a hate crime and nothing else, nothing. How is this? I, I go to the Department of Corrections websites. You know, there's no record of anything. And the press, the media, they don't follow up. 
Well, it turns out somehow this guy got out of jail, imagine that, and strikes again, the same guy, and we have video of him knocking out this woman. The idea that you could do that and get out of jail anytime soon and do it again, this city really is falling apart. And we have the clown of clowns. Eric Adams does not have a clue. I know, bail reform is tough, okay? And Kathy Hochul is worse. He had he had an opportunity, though. He didn't have to endorse Kathy, all right, automatically. You know, he's he cares more about his political prospects than he does about the prospects of this city. You would think that he's got this job. You know, the better I do as mayor of New York, the better it is for my prospects. No, he's got it all backwards. The better Democrat I am, the better it is for Eric, okay? So he goes around endorsing people, calling uh, – where's that thing I had him yesterday? Really pathetic. Uh, cut 32, please. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen. Uh, kind of like a mayor, <laughs> right? Aren't mayors supposed to do that? He doesn't know how. All he knows is how to shoot his mouth off and complain, all right, and wear those suits and brag that he's the mayor and brag that he knows Biden, all right, and go to the Gold Club or the Zero Club or whatever the hell that place is and eat his sushi with his friends and get these uh, uh, glowing profiles in the New York Times. Even when they're writing a nasty piece about him, they praise him. It's nasty if you read between the lines. It's not even nasty. It's too kind. I mean, it's just... Uh, and a big chunk of that, by the way, is because he is only the second black mayor, all right? And a woman, what's the name of the uh, the city hall bureau chief for the New York Times? I think it's like Emmy Gibbons or Fitzgerald or Emmy, Emily, somebody like that. Very white, okay? And there's nothing wrong with being white. But somehow, as a white person, she feels she cannot be critical of this mayor. And um, that's kind of racist, don't you think? Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <sighs> Turns out those walkers are a lot more than 175 bucks, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm going to get her a deluxe one, and uh, i got to stop acting like I'm Rush Limbaugh here. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the mansion yet in Palm Beach, but we want um, – we certainly uh, – that was just a heartbreaking story that somebody's messing with uh, – with an elderly person's walker. That is not nice at all. Hey, a little bit about the, I just, I know, somebody pointed out, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? I think I said, it's it's the fake news is the fake news. What are you really going to do about it? But at the same time, it's kind of hilarious. Uh, The most watched show in all of the fake news is uh, David Muir's World News Tonight David Muir, that uh, the the pretty boy, right? Cut thirty three. Listen to this guy try to sound so serious, and listen to the ridiculous issue he's trying to make sound serious. Cut thirty three. The confrontation caught on video: a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Okay, did you hear that? A white woman demanding proof from a black person that he lives there. Now they went out of their way to say white and black. Okay. 
people, people, persons, persons, people. This is a woman going into a building by herself. People, people are sometimes wary of strangers, especially where they live, especially in a condominium where you had never seen the person before. That's okay. That's America. But no, they globally, globally bully this person for sticking up for herself and being and taking precautions. Incredible, right? Incredible. Well, the same crew, they're very selective. Very, uh, what they point out and what they don't point out. So there, it was all about the white woman and the black man, right? Well, you may have heard about the, um, the Muslim men, men of the Muslim faith, who were killed uh, over the past couple of weeks. Big story. And this is the take uh, from the fake news on ABC with David Muir. Cut 34, please. A major break in the murders of four Muslim men killed in separate attacks in New Mexico. We turn to the other news this Tuesday night and a major development in the investigation of the murders of four Muslim men in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Tonight, an arrest in the murders of four Muslim men in Albuquerque. We arrested 51-year-old Mohammed Saeed and charged him for the murder of two Muslim men in our community. We are working with the district attorney's office on potential charges for the murder of two other Muslim men. The four Muslim men were shot and killed over the course of the past nine months. Three of them murdered in just a two-week span. Wow. All right. So uh, Muslim men were... Did you get that? Muslim men were killed. Muslim men. Two Muslim men, four Muslim men. The men who were killed were Muslim. Uh, What about the killer, the alleged killer? Uh, they then they used uh, certain pronouns. Uh, uh, cut thirty five, please. Police now say they have tracked down the vehicle believed to be linked to the attacks and the driver now a primary suspect in their words in custody. We arrested fifty one year old Mohammed. Saeed and charged him for the murder of two Muslim men in our community. Authorities saying they located multiple firearms linked to the murders. One found inside the suspect's vehicle, another inside his home. But authorities believe Saeed is responsible for at least two of these murders, and they'll be working with prosecutors to determine his involvement in the other two. But tonight, police are saying it was tips from the community that led them to that vehicle of interest and also to Saeed as a suspect. All right. So the uh, suspect, if you caught his name, is Mohammed Saeed. And uh, you heard how they described the victims, Muslim, 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 right? Did you get that? They said it 80 times. The victims were Muslim. But when it comes to the person who allegedly did it, he's a primary suspect. He's a suspect. He's a driver. He's a person. He's a he, him, his, Saeed, suspect, primary suspect, driver. Uh, They don't say anything about him being Muslim, which he is. It's believed. Uh, if it's relevant, so relevant that they tell you 86 times that the victims are Muslim, how is it not relevant that the assailant, allegedly, the alleged assailant, is Muslim as well? Why would they leave that out? Isn't that kind of curious? Well, it's actually kind of sinister. All right? Now, I think they're, in their heart of hearts, they were hoping that a white supremacist was responsible for all of this. All right? But it turns out to be... A man named Mohammed Saeed. You think that's a Muslim name? It sounds somewhat like it could be. Just a wild guess here. Now that, I mean, if it's part of the story for the victims, isn't it part of the story for the alleged assailant? And by the way, in the Muslim community, uh, at times, I don't think this is mainstream or anything like that, but there is a phenomenon known as honor killings. 
Now, did they not want to cause offense? So they're holding back facts that may cause offense or may disrupt their precious narrative? See how it works? It's corrupt and fake, and we should reject it. We also have to be vigilant about it. I got to tell you, we have people to convert. I'll be right back. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority goldguide.com Greg Kelly entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network Wow Hey is Rudy Giuliani here today? Shoot he's on his way down to Georgia huh? Is somebody filling in for him? Or is he's going to do the show from down there? Alright good Well Rudy was on my show I saw him yesterday I gave him all the support I can give I love the guy uh, Rudy Giuliani is expected to appear before a Georgia grand jury tomorrow. This is top news right now on CNN. Uh, he is um, being persecuted and prosecuted potentially for this, uh, for raising valid concerns about the uh, Georgia election, uh, the Georgia 2020 election, all kinds of shenanigans. And you know what? <laughs> I mean, this is a free country. You're allowed to raise these issues. You are. A lot of these state lawmakers had absolutely no clue. They did not know the process. They did not understand their own power. It's okay to have doubts about the fairness of elections. I believe Rudy is right. And oh, by the way, even if he's wrong, there's no criminal intent. You cannot prove that. Number one, I know there was none. Gosh, they are... What they're trying to do, by the way, is scare off the good lawyers, okay? Now, <laughs> they don't get any better, really, than Rudy Giuliani. I know. The fake news, they love to portray him as a, oh, he's unhinged, he's crazy, all that stuff. Well, it's not fair. And one of the reasons why, at times, Rudy, you know, in 2020, 2019, he was carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, it seemed, because he had to do all the work himself. There are no journalists going to Ukraine and trying to find out what the hell really happened in Burisma. He did it. Maggie Haberman and her friends at the New York Times are too busy uh, hanging out in Brooklyn and tweeting about stuff that happened eight seconds ago. That's all they do. That's all they're good for. They can't do any original research. They can't actually go anywhere unless the president goes and they get a ride on the Air Force One. That's it. Days of independent journalism. True. So Rudy was doing all that stuff himself. And, you know, when they take his law license, they suspended it, you know. And now they're threatening him with prosecution a year and a half later. I heard that phone call, by the way. Oh, Brad Raffensberger, Raffensberger. What a wimp. What a kind of a pearl. What do they call those guys? Pearl clutchers. Oh, you asked me to find 10,000 votes. Uh, yeah, you can say that, actually. You can say that. Especially if you believe that there are 10,000 votes that are uncounted that could go for you. All kinds of games are being played. I am totally convinced. Anyway, Rudy Giuliani is a great man, a great lawyer, but as they go after Rudy Giuliani, the target audience, I believe, other attorneys, top-notch attorneys, and the message is stay the hell away from Trump. Okay? Don't go there. We'll come after you. 
And this is just another aspect of the Department of Justice's uh, corruption, I believe. That's corrupt. It's not a fair playing field. Not, it's not legal for them to do that, these intimidation tactics. Now, I understand that Donald Trump, one of his lawyers is Christina Bob. I actually am somewhat concerned about that. Now, I don't know Christina personally. I follow her on Twitter. She was on OAN. Uh, what was that uh, called? Um, One America Network. She did a very good job there. She's very attractive. She's a lawyer. Uh, had some experience as a Marine Corps lawyer. I don't think at this stage in her career, though, I don't think she would say she is a top flight attorney. But she was the attorney. I mean, just by definition of her age and how much experience she has, you know, she's not yet a heavyweight. Someday she will be. She's not there yet. But this was the attorney on Trump's side who actually signed the warrant. She signed the warrant. Like, you know, yes, I'm here. I'm an attorney. I'm on site. Uh, they didn't let her in. I don't know if he could. Ha- if I don't know if she was aware of her rights or aware of her client's rights. And I just don't I don't have faith that Donald Trump, that some of the people around him, at least in the on the on the on the, the legal side of this. You know, I really wish Alan Dershowitz would just go all in, all in. He's done so much. But the president needs him right now. I mean, the president really needs him. And I don't know. Do you think he's got – I know Mark Kazowitz is a great guy. Uh, but the rest of these folks – and, again, they've been told by the government in big ways and small, stay away from this guy. In the meantime, I want you to listen to Mark Levin. You know he's on this station, right? Mark Levin at night. I can't wait to meet this guy. He is such – such a great intellect. Um, he's so interesting, a sense of history, and um, he worked for the Reagan administration. I guess he was at the Department of Interior of all places, but and 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 he's a great lawyer. Cut seven, please. What took place at Mar-a-Lago? Let me be very very clear: is a message being sent to all Americans that the ruling class is in revolt, that they need to take down Trump. Two phony impeachments, a phony criminal investigation, a phony investigation in Albany, New York, a phony investigation in Fulton County, Georgia, a January 6th unconstitutional committee, a U.S. attorney with ties to Obama, completely rogue and out of control. That's what's going on. The ruling class is saying, you will listen to us. We will rule over you. We want conformity. You're not to speak against us. You're not to protest against us. And by God, you're not to vote against us. And if we can crush Donald Trump, we will send a message that we can crush each and every one of you. That's what took place at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. All right. Mark Levin, the great one. Uh, Spot on, of course. And I think they're actually being... They're being cute with it, this so-called wannabe ruling class. Uh, Dragging out somebody like Peter Strzok, the disgraced FBI uh, agent, to lecture us about integrity. Listen to this. Cut 42, please. The FBI makes mistakes. The church makes mistakes. People make mistakes. They screw up. Uh, Should this be any reason? Uh, for Americans not trust that what the FBI and the DOJ are doing now is in pursuit of protecting classified documents. Well, Joe, absolutely the American public should trust what the FBI is doing. Absolutely. This is the guy who was texting his girlfriend, Lisa Page. Lisa was so worried that, oh, my gosh, is Trump going to win? And he said, no, we won't let it happen. We have a plan. Now, this is somehow not evidence of... uh, 
corruption. They said there, there was no conspiracy. It was right there. And Peter Strzok was in the Oval Office brainstorming with Barack Obama, Joe Biden, uh, Sally Yates, Susan Rice on January 5th of 2017. How do we get these guys? And he was writing notes. He said, oh, Vice President Biden has a good idea. Get Michael Flynn on the Logan Act. This ridiculous law from 300 years ago that makes no sense. Michael Flynn had every right to be talking to Russians at that point. He was the incoming national security advisor. Under the Logan Act, they thought they could possibly intimidate Michael Flynn, convince him that he broke the law, and possibly get him to perjure himself. Or just, oh, my heart breaks. And you know what? How many people have been bankrupted by all of this? Bankrupted! It's it's tough. It really is. Mike in Lake George. Yes, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Greg? <clears throat> Great show, man. Good. Hey, by um, the way, wait a second. Wait a second. Laura, we just hung up. Uh, you just hung up on us. Laura, call back if you can. You got something I want to I want to talk about, if you don't mind. Uh, Laura, uh, just uh, we kept her on hold for a little bit too long. That's my fault. Anyway, Mike, continue. Yes, thanks. <clears throat> and a nice uh, chat with Rich. Uh, on the phone while I was on deck. What's up? And uh, All right, here's what's up, Greg. A couple of weeks ago, uh, you brought up the point, and you brought it up a few times, and I can't agree with you more. Why is, you know, the two-term phony Barack Obama, with all the houses he has, he still uh, stays in D.C.? Gee, I, I think he's, you know, pulling the strings, okay, for Joe Biden, you know, the idiotic Joe Biden. And I think he's just, you know, maneuvering and choreographing whatever this uh, – uh, I hope he gets impeached. I mean, what can you do with his son Hunter? You know, the far left socialists in this country. Everything is just, you know, Michigas, as they say. You know, um, what does that even so, mean, Michigas? Uh, what does that mean? Michigas in Italian. It's all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. All right. Well, yeah. As you mentioned, we kind of covered that already. Uh, yeah, uh, Barack Obama um, departed from tradition by staying in Washington D.C. after his term was over. He said he was doing it because uh, Sasha, his younger daughter, was still in school. She graduated in 2019. Three years later, he's still there. It doesn't add up. He is in charge. Essentially, he is running the country. I believe he is the chairman of the board. Susan Rice is the CEO, and Joe Biden would be um, a silly little front man they gave an office to, you know, somebody they don't have the heart to fire. And he's just down the hall, but he is in no way in charge. It's uh, it's pretty wild, and it's wild that you and I know that. So few people do, but we're on to it. Russ in Milford, Connecticut. Hi, Greg. How are you? Fine. You know— what happened? Whatever happened with Trump's lawsuit? I think he filed it about a year ago against Google, YouTube, and Facebook. Have you heard anything about that? You know, yeah, it was a class any- action lawsuit. I think it was dismissed. And uh, okay. And the next question: Why didn't when Trump was in office? Why didn't he fire Fauci and Christopher Ray? I can never understand that for the life of me. Well, you saw what happened when he fired Comey, and he had every reason to fire Comey. I mean, all hell broke loose, right? Uh, independent counsel, all this stuff. It was originally appointed to to investigate. Like, the, the firing of Comey initiated that, okay? I mean, this guy, he has to function in the world. And the world, as fake and corrupt as it was, would uh, 
go into DEFCON 5 mode every time he did something decisive, especially when it came to one of their favorites. So it would have been very difficult, very thorny. They probably would have impeached him a third time. Uh, it was tough. The entire system was set up against him. That's my read on it. Does that make sense? Yes. And I was going to make one more point, and I forgot what I was going to say. But I, I love your show on the radio. I don't watch on TV because usually I'm with my wife. And we, we Believe it or not, we watch the old um, oh, Dean Martin roast. When he roasted, when he had his roast on from 1974 to 84. Yeah, those are great. The old Dallas. You ever see I'm the one? Dallas, I don't know if you're into Dallas. Dallas, the show Dallas. Is no, I never opera. liked that. I couldn't understand it. It was a soap opera. I was too young, but I do like the one. Did you ever see when they roasted Ronald Reagan? Oh, that was classic. As a he as governor, so I mean, he was so good, and Reagan took it all in stride. Hey, if you want to find want to watch a funny roast when they roast Donald Trump, the Friars Club roasted Donald Trump. In like 2013, 2012, something like that. He's terrific. I mean, and the jokes are totally wild and inappropriate. I mean, but they're funny, and he's going along with it. It's great stuff. You can find it on YouTube. He has a sense of humor. He has a good sense of humor. He does. Although, think about it. Think about it. You don't see him laughing all that much. Try to picture Donald. No, close your eyes and try to think of Trump laughing. He doesn't. He doesn't laugh that much. He smiles. He laugh at his own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we love the guy and uh, enjoy those roasts. They are terrific classics. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did you notice a couple of weeks ago a uh, a woman, fifty seven years old, a grandmother, was beaten up on a bus in Queens? Did you hear about this? Well, they made yet another arrest, and this looks like it was a racist attack, uh, a racist attack against a white woman. Now, where would that have come from, huh? <laughs> how about everywhere, huh? How they demonized white women with this crazy Karen stuff. Uh, let's see here. A third suspect was arrested in an alleged anti-white crime that left a 57-year-old grandmother bloodied with a head injury after she was attacked on a Queen's bus last month. This is in the Post with two teenage girls already nabbed. Janiah Williams, 19 of Queens, was taken into custody Monday morning. The NYPD said she is charged with assault and aggravated harassment. Both are classified as hate crimes. Uh, three assailants approached victim Jill Lacroix, a grandmother of five, and struck her in the head with an unknown object while making anti-white statements in the July 9th attack. The victim required three staples on her head. Two other suspects, 15 and 16, were not named. Uh, They were arrested last month. The the age thing, you know, let's see here. Uh, uh, Lacroix told the Post days after the attack that three suspects accused her of being a supporter of former President Donald Trump. And one of the attackers told her she hates white people the way they talk, hates white skin, the way their skin cracks. Never in my life have I been attacked like that, said Lacroix. Well, this is what the left has done. They have fired up everybody over a big host of lies, and now you got people at each other's throats. Uh, these three young women, I don't think they would have done this horrible thing had we not been through three years, I mean, in overdrive of totally fake news. The Trump derangement syndrome, this uh, overt hostility toward people who are not of color. I mean, this is crazy stuff. It really is. Nobody should be minimized 
were judged based on things they can't control. And by that, I mean you can't control your ethnicity. You can't control your race. You can't control your gender. Well, well, some people think so, but I don't. Uh, you can't control. Look, judge me for, I don't know, you can even make fun of what I'm wearing. Make fun of uh, some decision I made. Make fun of that. Uh, but you can't minimize me because I'm a white, what do they call it, cisgender Cisgender means I was born a boy and I think I'm a boy, right? Yeah. Although it sounds kind of, I don't know if I like that word, cisgender. I'm cisgender. I'm cisgender. And uh, you can't you can't judge me for any of that stuff. Although, you know what? Society actually feels like it can. You know, tonight on Newsmax, there's a Minnesota school district. They're coming up with this crazy new charter that will actually say when it comes to layoffs, uh, white people will be the first to go. And they want to make up for centuries of discrimination against people of color. This is asinine, of course. This is wrong for everybody. (laughs) It's wrong for the people it purports to help. It's wrong for the people that they will lay off prematurely. uh, And it's going to rip this country apart. It makes absolutely no sense. We know that. Sane people know that. People but they don't believe in, a, in the country. These people who are pushing this radical agenda and the folks who go along with it just to be fashionable, just to be nice, they don't realize they're out to undo everything. The Constitution, you know what? I kind of like it. I really do. I like checks and balances. I like three branches of government. I like representative government. I like more than one party. Don't you? I don't think Susan Rice does. Who the hell is Susan Rice? Susan Rice is probably the most important person in America right now. You never see her. You never hear her. She is, I think, officially the domestic affairs advisor for President Biden. Doesn't that even sound silly? President Biden? Sounds kind of silly to me. Tom in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Greg. I got a quick couple of questions for you. You know, apparently Merritt Garland waited two weeks before authorizing the read on Mar-a-Lago. Was he afraid of going overboard with the law? That's one. My second question is, if I have an issue with the local police, I go to the state police. If that fails, I go to the top cop of the country. If that guy is screwed up, who do we turn to? Because right now, Congress is neutered. And I don't know. I mean, like that's, that's my sense of where we are at this point in this country. Hey, the first thing about the big window, I think it was a two-week window or a 10-day window on that warrant. Well, that just tells you, I think, it confirms that the whole thing is phony. If this were urgent, if there were actual nuclear materials there, nuclear paperwork, all right, number one, it wouldn't have sat there for 18 months. Number two, they wouldn't have given them a 10-day window in which to pick it up. Uh, On the second point, yeah, where do we go? Now, let me ask you this. I mean, I think you were speaking hypothetically, but have you ever had a beef with the local police and you wanted to go to the state police instead? I don't know if I would do that. I think I'd just go to another station house. I think I'd just go to another part of the police department. No, I don't. I haven't because, but I'm thinking big picture, you know, in the sense that I'm not important enough for them to worry about me because I work for a living. I'm talking about, you know, like people that are, you know, that are affecting or impacting these people's political careers. And if they step out and then, you know, take a wrong turn in their judgment, where do they go? That's my sense of what what is going on here. Because, you know, um, if you look at Merritt Garland, I'm glad he's not sitting on the Supreme Court uh, now that I know who he is. 
and you know how how vindictive can you be? Like you know, law and order out the door if you if you have enough people like that in in the bureaucracy. So you know, politicians come and go, Congress comes and goes. It's a bureaucracy that's becoming so you know. Uh, you know, how, for lack of a better word, you know. Omnipotent, yeah. omnipotent. The bureaucracy is so powerful. And by the way, we did not elect that bureaucracy. You can't find the Federal Bureau of Investigation in the Constitution. This is crazy stuff, actually. We're, we're, we're hitting critical mass. It's anti-democratic. And, you know, they hide. You ever notice this? The men and women of the FBI, the men and women of the Treasury Department, the men and women, the men and women. Shut up with the men and women. How about us, the citizens of America? The citizens, these people work for us. Tom, have you ever noticed that, that self-righteous, yeah. that way, the way they, the men and women of the FBI? How dare you question the men and women of the FBI? Yeah. These, these guys are starting, you know, when you compare to these guys, you know, J. Edgar Hoover looks like Mary Poppins to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you know, a lot of that stuff written about J. Edgar Hoover, I got to tell you, I wonder about. I mean, I've heard he, everything. He's been, he was a cross-dresser. He was going to orgies. I think he's, you know, he's dead 50 years, so they can say anything they want about him. I wonder. I wonder how much is true and how much is uh, is fake news. That's a guy that they love to hate and love to beat up on. Uh, but it was another era. And wiretapping and going after your enemies, that was all that was all kind of done. And the FBI was in the middle of it. And guess who that all made a very powerful impression on? Joe Biden, elected in 1972, the same year I believe J. Edgar Hoover died, died uh, as the FBI director. He stayed there for 50 years, all the way up until his death. And then his boyfriend, they say, took over, a guy named Clyde Tolson. I don't know if that's true, though. I wonder. Does anybody know? I mean, I know it's popular, you know, it's kind of accepted, but generally speaking, all that stuff usually is wrong. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, 24 hours to go, and I think uh, Liz Cheney's political career will essentially be over. Yes, the fake news, they'll have her on the Sunday show. She'll talk about running for president, but... uh, it's pretty much going to be over for her, and Adam Kinzinger is also on the way out, but uh, all kinds of hyperbole and hype. Remember about Adam. Adam is a career politician. He's only like 30-something years old, but he's been running for office since he was 20, 20 years old, all right? A career politician at 30. He's known no, no other life. No other life. Oh, yes, he volunteers for the National Guard, which I could, I could bust his chops a little bit about the— just, uh, I, I won't, I won't, I won't. Doing, being in the National Guard is uh, is a fine thing. Except if you find a crazy little shortcut like Pete Buttigieg and you go around calling yourself a war hero. That's a problem. That's a real problem. And I think Adam might be up to the same thing. I'm not totally positive yet. I haven't done a deep dive on his military career. But here he is lying and mischaracterizing everything that Trump said. Cut four. Do you hold the former President Donald Trump responsible for inciting his supporters. Absolutely, 100% Wolf. So this is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous, obviously, for what the former president has done in terms of saying this is, you know, an attack on my home. I did nothing wrong. And, of course, the little bit we do know, it seems like there's certainly uh, at least good reason for the FBI to have done what they did. But then members of Congress, senators, you know, any Republican elected official out there, that rushes to be the first on television or the first to Twitter to basically condemn the FBI. 
there's always been this strain of people that believe that the government is, you know, out there to get them, that the FBI represents that part of the government that's out there to get people. This stokes that. It's really dangerous, and uh, I, I fear it could get worse unless, uh, unless people are way more responsible. Uh, so what is the solution, Adam? You can't criticize the FBI when it comes into your house with 30 agents and goes through your stuff for nine hours when it's clearly politically motivated. You know, this is a free country. Donald Trump is allowed to believe that, especially when he's right. Now, what they're doing in that kind of that kind of uh, sermon from Adam Kinzinger, they're tr- they're going after freedom of speech. They're trying to criminalize um the way we speak about the FBI, it is okay to have doubts about the cops. It is. Lots of good cops out there. We all know there are some bad cops, all right? And the FBI, I, you know what? I don't know if it really counts as police, you know? I don't know traditionally. Does it count as police? Not really. It's different. It's basically the investigative uh, arm of uh, U.S. attorneys. In some ways, the FBI for many years has suffered from a misunderstanding about what its mission is, okay? They have this reputation of being a national police force. They're really not. Uh, Part of that misunderstanding comes from the, well, the myth-making going all the way back to J. Edgar Hoover. He wanted people to think that the FBI was more than it actually was, and then it actually did kind of, it was kind of uh, scaled back a bit after J. Edgar Hoover. So it's not this... uh, it's 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 not what you think it is. All right. It is a bunch of bureaucrats. They don't actually get to fire their guns all that mo- much. That's probably a good thing. Um, and these people, I think, look, I, I, I know the knee jerk reaction. I've heard it a million times. Well, these are good people and the management is all messed up. Well, I know the management is all messed up. We know that. But. As to the rank and file and the culture of that place, I don't feel comfortable saying that anymore. I just don't. I, I, I know one guy. I don't even know if he's still in the FBI. One person. Other than that, I think I met an FBI agent two decades ago. What do we know about it? I do know this. They screw up a lot. <laughs> they really do. They screw up just about everything they touch. I'm sorry. It's there. And tonight we'll show you. You know, everybody is so willing to believe um, when cops make a mistake. But now it's it's hands off the FBI. You can't. Uh, they threw a party, literally a party, when they burned down the Minneapolis Police Department. Remember that? The precinct house, and they're all jumping up and down, and the place has been torched. Cops are <laughs> damn near suffocating inside the fire. And then they, they withdraw. And this was embraced. This was a glorious moment. I don't there was no widespread condemnation of what happened. And now we're criticizing the FBI. Just criticizing. Maybe this was not a fair move. <laughs> I mean, you went into the former president of the United States House. We can do that. And you hear what Adam said that somehow and this has been happening for a long time by the way. It's a dangerous job. It always has been, always will be. So, don't let them silence you, all right? It's a public it's a it's a it's an agency. We are allowed to be critical. This is not a police state yet. We don't work for them. Pat, you're in Brooklyn. Hello. Hello. Um, I just want to talk about two things. Uh, a movie that you probably will like, 13 Hours. I don't know if you ever saw it. About Benghazi? 
Yeah, yeah. I did see it. It was uh, very good. Yeah, okay. I, and then uh, another thing uh, about that cemetery, um, I want to say— uh, What cemetery? Actually, cemetery that you're talking about, St. John Cemetery. When was you I know, talking about that? that? Just a while ago, the girls that bothered a woman. I, re- I rode that bus a few times. Oh, I didn't know it was near a cemetery. I didn't know anything about a cemetery. I just knew it was in Queens. Yeah, St. John. I heard, yes, it was by St. John Cemetery. You know, you're not going to like this because I'm not glorifying the FBI, but they had a they had a good history. They put a lot of gangsters in that cemetery. They call it the Gangster Cemetery. My parents weren't gangsters. They were ordinary people. I just wanted to mention, because you were talking about that I know that bus. I wrote it. It's I don't understand what happened to her and the people that are there now. But uh, there's a lot of people, you know, that were gangsters. That the FBI wait a second. So the FBI killed a bunch of people and they're in the the St. John's Cemetery, and this is a good thing. No, 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 no. The FBI brought gangsters to justice, and they're buried there. I'm not going to say who's a big one is buried there because I went to visit his, uh, I guess, tomb or something. He's got a big. You know what? I don't know what you call those houses. You actually call mausoleums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got him. He's in the mausoleum. Gotti. Um, John Gotti is buried in uh, St. John's Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. And you go to pay homage to this? I just not that I. I'm not criticizing that. That's totally fine with me. I'm trying to bring out information to you about the FBI. The FBI brought him to justice. And it's called the Gangster Cemetery. I didn't make that name up. That's the name. That's uh, all right. All right. Gangster. I did not know. I did not know St. John's Cemetery. I never even heard of Jane Ch- St. John's uh, Cemetery. To be Aren't honest, you from Queen? Oh, you're not from Queens. Oh, you're from Long Island. Well, I know, I but I haven't heard of every cemetery in Nassau County either. I mean, I only know holy. Oh, right, right, you know, right. I know every. You know, I, I I know. Oh, look, I know Cavalry Cemetery, and I yeah. know uh, I know Arlington Cemetery. And I know Holy Rood Cemetery, and that's about it as it comes to cemeteries. All right. Okay. Wait, don't be so disappointed. I mean, how many graveyards do you know that you don't, you know? I mean, how many do you know? True. I really just, really just went into this one. No, I I understand. I I, I think I do. I just thought I'd bring that out, that the FBI put a lot of gangsters. Sure, and a lot of bad guys away as well, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, But we're talking about today. It's 2022. It is, what is it? August 16th. What's going yeah. on today? All right. What are you doing today? And I think a lot of folks in the FBI should think about quitting. All right. I'm sorry. But after Mueller, Comey, this guy, uh, all of this stuff. What's going on. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Well, they think I they're just- bigger than the country. I think they think they know better. And they have convinced themselves that Donald Trump is this existential threat, and they are breaking the law, bending the rules to get him. And that's not right. And I don't care about their—at this moment, I'm not—their accomplishments over the decades is irrelevant to me. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to—I'm not going to be sucked into that. Well— you have to bring the past sometimes to. Oh, what the hell? These people are not. You think these? You think Strock had anything to do with putting away uh, John Gotti? I don't think he was even I, in the FBI back then. It's not. So don't. That's they're going to pull on your heart. Agents, I don't know the agents. They're all retired. Everybody who went after Lucky Luciano or whatever, they're all gone. They're all retired. They all left. This is a new crew. They're woke. They're weird. 
and they are part of the swamp, and they'll do anything to stop Trump. And I got a big problem with that, Pat, and I think deep down you do too. Yes, I don't like it, but I thought I would bring up the, the FBI. I, I remembered, you know, when I, I know that there's a lot of bad guys that they worked. Against, yeah, I mean, the FBI worked. I know, but I mean, so what? It's ancient. It's like, I, I just can't think about that right now. We're, we're, we are where we are, and this is a real problem. It's been weaponized, and they're going along with it. And I do think we should see resignation. And I'm not the only one. There are plenty. You hear Dan Bongino. He was a Secret Service agent. He's brokenhearted about all this. So, uh, and I'm just done talking about the men and women of anything. I just can't do it anymore. All right? That's what they do. They hide behind it. The January 6th committee, they perfected this. They bring on a bunch of cops, right, who are crying and wailing and moaning because they had to deal with a riot one day in January of 2021. After cops all across the country had to deal with literally thousands of riots. I, I don't you, they're they're manipulating us. They're trying to make it. They are trying to make it difficult for us to call them out on their overt corruption. They're hiding behind. They're hiding their treachery behind people that we associate honor well, I hope, to. I hope I hope they stop doing it. I do, too. I hope. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, Nate, by the way, Victoria Gotti, I understand, is a big fan of uh, WABC. Okay. We wish her the very best. Bob in New Jersey. Yes, sir. Greg, it's all happening by design. Good afternoon. It's the cloward hidden strategy. It's the government orchestrating a crisis so government can solve solve it. What are they doing? They're 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 tearing apart the country. Fifty percent of the country thinks one way, the other fifty percent thinks another way. It's just happening. Why are they weaponizing eighty seven thousand or seventy eight thousand IRS agents? The only thing one of the reasons why I have been talking about that too much is because I know that those agents will be defunded. Uh, when the Republicans take over, that's going to be that's going to be walked back in a big way. Um, but this is scary stuff. And Joe Biden does not care. He's so compromised. He couldn't stand in the way of this if he even wanted to. And I don't think he wants to. You know, this is a guy who's rich and comfortable. He's got his. He's skirted taxes all of his life. Take a look at this phony foundation, this LLC. All the weirdo companies that Hunter invented over the years, right? Shell companies to hide money. That's what they did. That's what was expected. That was what was tolerated even of United States senators for the longest time. He really is from another era. So he does not care about us. He does not care about you. He's a liar. My gosh, on January 20th, 2021, what did he say? My whole soul is in this, uniting our country, bringing us together. You buy that? I mean... He, not at all. I, I mean, what has he's he done to unite this country. He has torn it apart. You know, I said there could have been three things that he could have done on January twentieth, and you know what? He would have won me over. He really would. I would have like I would have had anything to talk about. Number one, big tech, get off the case of conservatives. Stop censoring them. This is a country where freedom of speech prevails. Number two, uh, January sixth. Yes, some people got carried away. We are going to forgive them. We are letting them out of jail. All right, this has gone on far enough. Number three. The impeachment case against Donald Trump must be dropped immediately. Those three things. Now that, that could have unified the country. It really could have. 
I mean, it may have done some, uh, given him some problems with his base, but that would have gone a long way, at least with me. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Thanks very much. Hey, is the judge going by? Let's see here. Joe is going to be here. I think he's going to be a little bit late. Judge Dowdell. Hey, Rudy Giuliani is, uh, and it's funny, I asked him about it. He was laughing. He was laughing about these uh, crazy people in Georgia who want to prosecute him. Listen to this. Here he is with our boss, John Katsimatidis, last night. Rudy Giuliani, cut nine. I, I should tell people I was his attorney in that proceeding. I never appeared as anything else but his attorney. So this is a rather... Uh, similar kind of situation to what we've been seeing, which is a complete distortion of the Constitution. All right. Cut 10, please. Next. I mean, the situation in Atlanta is a disaster. Atlanta is maybe one of the three or four most crooked cities in the country. It's dominated by the Democratic Party. It's a Democratic dictatorship. I'm not backing out, but God almighty. I mean, every other mayor of Atlanta goes to jail. <laughs> one more. Cut 11. Rudy. You're damn right there's a double standard, and it's ripping the country apart. That's really the reason for our disunity. When you see Hunter Biden and Joe Biden going off on a paid-for vacation that they're not paying for when they've, you know, stolen millions. And meanwhile, Trump's house is being raided for no reason. His wife's bedroom is being torn apart. You say to yourself, there's something wrong in this country. All right. Rudy Giuliani right now is in Atlanta. He has to defend himself uh, from a bunch of crooked prosecutors. They're not going to win. You know what? He is so on the ball, Rudy, and he's so good at the law. And he knows this election stuff backwards and forwards. They haven't even considered it. Rudy, uh, we're pulling for you, but you don't need much in the way of luck. I know you're ready for this fight. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ah, hey, other things are going well in my life. Let's see. Uh, Nutritionally, I've cleaned things up. Uh, Working out now every day for about four days consecutively. Uh, That's very good. Um, Getting a little bit better each day. I'm back to the Bible. Uh, That is fantastic. I'm telling you, one more time, uh, if you want to improve your life, if you want to say goodbye to psychiatrists or... uh, Medication. If you ever have you ever taken anything, I took something once. It made me chubby. I can't remember what the hell it was. It was uh, Zoloft or Zalapan or Tralapan or something, and it did make me feel a little bit better. This is about ten years ago, but it also made me chubby. And uh, I went to go see the doctor one day. He's like, "How you feeling?" I'm like, and "It's like, what's on your mind?" I was like, "I'm fine. Everything's fine." Yeah. Why am I so fat all of a sudden? He said, "Oh yeah, it'll, that's a side effect." What? I'm miserable. I'd rather be skinny and miserable than anyway. So uh, I stopped taking that stuff. But everything really started to turn around when I started reading the Bible and I needed the Charles Stanley Bible. He's a bit of a coach and he kind of guides you through it. And um, yeah, you look, you just you start a conversation with the creator of the universe. Who wouldn't want that? And oh, by the way. I know some people, and I've talked to them about this. And the moment they find out that I'm a believer and I they read the that I read the Bible, they make it understood that they don't want to really talk about it, and they have no interest because of what they believe God says about gay people. Well, I've been reading the Bible, and I don't think it's so clear cut, actually. 
Now, I know that's going to... Uh, that. You'd be surprised how many people, uh, Christians, evangelicals, whatever, people are like kind of debate these issues online, and they get, it gets pretty intense and nasty sometimes. But um, anyway, look, get into the word yourself, and you'll possibly see what I mean. But there's so much in there, and I'm not um, – I think it's the key to everything, the key to everything. Maybe even the men in outer space. Marvin, what's up? Marvin. Good questions. Why is there a UFO cover-up for 50 years, number one? <laughs> number two, two questions. Why has WABC radio blocked out where I live? Because we have roof antennas, uh, microwaves uh, antennas on the roof. Can you explain those two things? <laughs> you want me to explain? You, you, number one, you're, you're telling me there's been a UFO cover-up for 50 years, and you want me to explain why. All right. I can't help you on that one. I don't know if there, I don't know if I believe I don't believe that there's been a UFO cover up. I don't. Now why are they covering it up for fifty years? I, I, I you say it. I don't know what it is. The I've actually been. United hey, States hey, listen government. to me. Listen to me. Have you ever been to Area Fifty One? I've seen the pictures. You've seen the pictures. Well, I've seen. Well, actually, there's some things I can't say right now because they're classified. Let me just say this. I know a bit more about this than you do, and uh, there ain't no extraterrestrial uh, proof of. Uh, anything there's no proof of extraterrestrial life on earth ufos to the extent they are ufos unidentified flying objects are uh mad man-made phenomenon they're not from other planets are you okay with that marvin do you accept that no, i'm not okay with that it's all right year cover up. i know 50-year cover-up well richard nixon was really into ufos apparently and he showed jackie he gleason around he showed jackie Gle- I, I don't know listen pal i don't buy it hey thanks buddy uh sylvester and baldwin Oh, good afternoon. Uh, I'm very happy that you're very open about the Bible. I mean, it is the word of God, and it's necessary for everyone. Uh, I'm calling about if the Republicans do take over the Senate and uh, the House in November— uh, what expectations do you think is going to happen? I've listened to all of the investigations that were proven false, and nobody was able was uh, uh, convicted on anything that was definitely illegal. Yet they all got away with it. Now the. Republicans are going to come in. All right. What I think is going to happen is you're going to see some impeachments. Uh, Mayorkas will be impeached. He may have to resign before he gets impeached. I think you might see impeachment proceedings against Merrick Garland, and you may even see impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. And I think they actually have a solid case regarding the border and his constitutional duty to protect uh, and fortify the border, which he seems to have clearly relinquished. I think those are impeachable offenses. And uh, the Hunter Biden stuff, uh, there's going to be some velocity there big time. And you're going to see Joe Biden just go away. He's going to resign. I don't know. I've, I've got faith in these guys. My big thing, though, is Ashley Babbitt. I want them to pursue that. And I'm not I'm not convinced they will. Hey, Sylvester, I think that is it for me. Real quick, where in Baldwin are you? Yeah. Uh, Lennox Road. In I know where that is. There's a school. There's a school there, right? 
Yeah, my kids went to that school. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, just let me ask one, one uh, question. All right, what? Uh, they tried to impeach Trump, and it didn't work. If they try to impeach all of the impeachments that you think is going to happen, will they work? Or is it just another exercise in futility? Now, that's a good question. Uh, you know, impeachment is different from conviction in the Senate. You can impeach and the impeachments will work. Uh, removal from the Senate, that is an entirely different, yeah. Uh, two-thirds of the Senate, maybe not. But some of these guys don't have the political clout. I mean, they're expendable. So the threat of impeachment will make them go running. All right? Does that make sense? Thanks, guy. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 10 o'clock.